Best friends don't bully. They speak the truth and go down rabbit holes. All while loving fiercely, finding hope, and seeking truth. So join us as we talk about everything and nothing. And find the truth in the middle. Let's Let's get get into into it. it. All right, guys, welcome back for another episode. Um, We are here with one of my all-time favorite people in the entire world. I'm not even capping right now or lying. I shouldn't say capping. My kids... I've been dealing with teenagers all week, and they've been saying no cap all week. We have Kim on our podcast this week, which I'm very excited for. So I met Kim in college. All three of us went to the same college, but she was she was my RA, and I was her assistant RA for a school year. And she's just hands down like one of the most phenomenal people. I tell her frequently throughout the year that I just want to be like her when I grow up because she is just such a go-getter, such a strong personality going after the things that she wants. Oh my gosh. the most (laughs) adorable children ever and has just an amazing husband and they're just doing great things. Stop, they're a hot mess. (laughs) I love them. They're so fun. Sophia is the screensaver of my phone from her birthday party last year. It really is. Like the photo of her and I is like, there's been a screensaver on my phone for since her birthday. So so we have her here chatting with us. I will let her share what she does, although we're not going to talk about what she does. We're going to talk about some other things because people are more than just their work um, and they're more than just what they do. And so there is so much more behind her than the services and things that she provides to other people. So we're going to talk about those things. Um, but I will let her jump on and say what she does. Well, hey, well, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I am very excited to be a part of something so fun where we get to talk about lots of fun things. Um, So I'm Kim, Kimberly Graham, and I am a I'm a profit coach. So I help female entrepreneurs know where their money is going, uh, organize their money in their home and their business so that they can live financially fearless. That's the uh, the corporate way of putting it. So (laughs) I've been helping lots of um, Okay. Coaches and corporate people understand where their money is going. And it's a lot of fun. I really love it. Very cool. So for all of our future uh, business owners or wannabe millionaires, holler at your girl, Kim. There you go. She's going to help you guys get yourselves together. get there. So that you can reach your goals. So I've been struggling all week with a question. I've been thinking to myself, okay, like, what am I going to ask him? What are we going to talk about? I don't ever know. Normally... Oftentimes I have more prep of like questions that we're going to talk about and I'll just tell stuff like, hey, we're just going to talk about this this week or we're going to do this this week. And this week I've just been really struggling. I've been in a foul mood the past couple of weeks. I shouldn't say foul mood. I've been in a very sensitive mood the past couple of weeks and just have had a hard time just coming up with a question. But one of the things that I admire so much about Kim is her ability to stay balanced with all these things that are going on. <laughs> so here she is having this the most amazing and successful um, company that she is running, that she started on her own, um, you know, came up with the inception of it. It's just been chasing after that while she is raising amazing girls and just has a marriage and a family that's on top of it. So talk to us about like balance. How do you find balance? Uh, that's funny. Balance. Um Hmm. <laughs> See, I told you, I was like, oh, yeah, you don't have to tell me the question beforehand. I'll just like answer it on the spot. But that is a loaded question. Okay. So balance, I would say that it really, for me, it is a big thing for me is to have communication, which is really funny, because, you know, I remember back in college, like confrontation and like, Communication was still a big thing for me, but like confrontation was really hard for me, which is why was I even in a leadership position? But it's all good. It taught me a lot. (laughs) Um, 
but okay wait wait let's pause for a second i feel like that applies to everybody who's in leadership in college though realistically we don't ever know what we're doing that is true but also i just need to point out right now kim never gives herself credit for how amazing of a person she is like she just even though confrontation was not her thing which it wasn't and i'm on the other end like confrontation yes. what let's I go we're send, gonna have this for breakfast yes i would send you to do all of my bidding where i was like someone is doing something wrong <laughs> i don't know what to do can you help me can you come with me <laughs> but one thing that i feel like you always that one thing about leadership that you the quality that you possess that i think is so important to have is that you have such a genuine and kind heart that is one thing. I have never met a single person that has anything negative to say about you because you love so deeply and so big and you are just you have a you have a servant's heart and you just want to help people, which I think is a key component to leadership of being able to want to step in that space. Yeah, that's super sweet. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm going to leave and I'm going to be like in tears like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> thank you. But um, yeah, <laughs> no, I feel okay. like... <laughs> But yeah, I feel like the that leadership of like being respectful of other people and understanding that people have different perspectives than you do and that's okay is a big proponent of especially dealing with like my spouse. Like a part of that balance is being able to connect with my spouse and be able to tell him like I need this and what do you need as well? Like like there has to be balance there. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's kind of a really important part of that balance because I couldn't have done what I'm doing in my business if I didn't have my kids like taken care of, you know what I mean? Like there's a sacrifice that goes right. into what seems like, you know, building a business and you're like, well, that seems like a fruitless thing, like you're just kind of like poking around in the internet trying to figure out like what your next step is. What is that even going to amount to? If he had that in perspective, it would be really hard for me to do what I'm doing. But the fact that like, he's like, no, I I respect that. And I will give you like, let's talk about the boundaries. Let's talk about like, what do you need in order to get what you need done? And how can I support you and vice versa, you know, when he is going to grad school or whatever. And I think that's kind of how it works. And not being afraid to say, I used to get so upset when, um, especially when we had kids, that I would say he would say something like, this is hard. And I would say, Dude, giving birth is hard. Like, having children is hard. <laughs> what do you mean it's hard? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I used to get really, like, a like I guess, slighted by that. But now I'm like, no, no, no. It is okay. It's actually a sign of strength to be like, this is hard and I need help. And so we've learned to just let mm-hmm. our guard down and, like, say, this is hard and I need help. Whether that's more time, whether that's I need a break or, you know, whatever. And um, I think that's really attributed to the balance that you see on the outside is sometimes it doesn't yeah. feel like balance, you know? I might go a lot slower than I feel like I should be going. And so the outside people are like, you're killing it. And I'm like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will say one of the things, I have like two core memories. No, I have a bunch of core memories, but there's one core memory that I have of just how strong of a couple you and your husband are is there was at one point, Sophia had just been born and I had met up with you at this Mexican restaurant. Um, And one of the things that he had said was like, you were not a stay-at-home mom. He was like, she's not a stay-at-home mom. She's a work-from-home mom. Because even when she's not doing, um, I think you were selling LuLaRoe at the time. So even when she's not doing that, she's still working because raising a child is work. 
And so there isn't just this mentality or this mindset that she's just like laying around at home, not doing anything. And this child's like basically raising themselves. Like she's still working constantly. And I thought that that like that stuck with me even to this point, like years later of how powerful and impactful is that, that she has a spouse that is saying like very specific things and honoring the work that she does when oftentimes that gets overlooked. I think a lot of people look at moms and they're just like, all right, well, you don't really do anything. You get to hang around and like watch Paw Patrol all the time or, you know, whatever the silly little thing is that kids are currently interested in. And just like, you just kind of sit around and you do nothing. Um, But the fact that like he empowered the work that you do because it is work raising kids, like that, that has always stuck with me of just like, he's just an awesome guy. You know, I, I, I struck, I struck gold. Uh, sometimes I have a moment where I'm like, oh, you did. <laughs> you're kind of cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because he, he has always said that. And I feel like he's like the biggest cheerleader of just being like, yeah, like you are even, yeah, even when I was doing LuLaRoe and I was doing like a direct sales business for those that don't know. And it wasn't like I was balling out with that business either. Like I was just kind of like doing it because it was a nice way to kind of keep my brain busy to do something else. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, other people who are in the caregiving position will tell you that like, you know, yeah, Paw Patrol uh, turns into a nightmare after you've heard it for 20,000 times, you know, like it's not, <laughs> it's not as, you know, and it feels like a your own little prison that you're like in your house all the time, which I don't mind being home, but I also like being able to have freedom to just be like, I'm going to go. <laughs> and that's kind of what work was to me. It yeah. was uh, an escape. And so to know that he respected that I needed that escape was like, so like, thank you. Like, I need this escape. This is good. And so the fact that he honored that is not just like, oh, this is just her side hustle. But like, oh, no, she's working. Like, she is contributing. She is, even if she wasn't doing that, she would still be contributing because she's raising our children. Like, yeah, I, I don't know where he got that right. mindset from. I mean, it's not that his parents, but he didn't grow up in a, a home where his mother stayed at home. Like she worked and 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 stuff like that. But he just I don't know, I think from because my mom wasn't a stay at home mom. Like, I don't know where he got that mentality from, but I'm glad that he like was very supportive as I decided to like embark on these things for sure. That's pretty cool. That was exciting. What would be one of the biggest lessons or takeaways you've learned from Obviously, like transitioning from the Christian college bubble and what that was, and then having to transition to the real world, which is Christian college is not the real world. Um, <laughs> at least ours wasn't. It was a, it was a bubble of I don't even know what to call it. It was. A, <laughs> um, mm. It was different. It was different. It was different. looking back <sighs> on it. I oftentimes think, would I do it again if I had the opportunity to do a do over? And I think that I would. Only because I wouldn't, if I could do, go anywhere else and make the same connections and the same relationships and the same friendships, then I would do that. Agreed. But if the only place that I could meet the friends that I've met and establish the relationships that I have that have been really impactful and just amazing and have lasted with the longevity, then I would do it all over again, even knowing what I know. Yeah. But what is one of like the biggest takeaways that you have learned, like coming into adulthood, becoming a mom, being a newlywed? being married, like what, what's something that you've learned about your identity of yourself or the core of who you are that you feel like is really like impactful? Wow. Wow. Right. With these like intense questions. I'm sorry. Right. So normally I'm not this deep. Dude, I thought I was going to get fun questions. Like, what do you like to do on the weekends? <laughs> Let's talk about crazy celebrity gossip. 
Oh my goodness. Sometimes, well, yeah. They're not easing you into this. No, no, dude. I'm getting like some serious. I promise. I really am in just. I'm in a deep spot right now. I don't know why. It's I'm okay. going to therapy today. No, so I'll no, be okay. no. I'm I'm good. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, I have a lot of feelings about that because you're 100 percent correct that I would. I I have definitely a lot of feelings and. I have a lot of feelings mm-hmm. about it. Like I never, I had, excuse me, I don't know if you heard me, but let me start over. <laughs> Your editor can take that out. <laughs> um, I, I <laughs> didn't like, I, when I went to college, it was never an, op- it was never an option for me, for me to go to another college. To me, it was VFCC or best because that was the bubble that I was in, in youth group. You know, like you went to all the conventions, you went to all the whatever, and that's who you saw when you first walked in, especially if you're in the Northeast. Um, and I already had like my pastor had went there, my youth pastor and his wife. And, you know, I really emulated them because they were very similar to my to Daniel and I where they were in a long relationship. They got married and I was like, oh, that's the life I want. I don't. Anyway, so it was like one of those things where I was like, that's where I want to go. <laughs> but then not only that, like my mom, like I'll have this conversation with her. She's like, Kim, I told you that there were other colleges you could go to. I even offered to take you to these colleges and they were significantly less. But I I was like, no, I'm going to go to Valley Forge. And I feel like it's interesting because like looking back, I probably would have been like, I would go to a state school. But... But I also know the person and the impressionable person that I was at that age. And I wouldn't have been the person that I am now. Like, I would have made some serious mistakes. And I just know that about myself, that I, at that time, would have made decisions because I was in such a go to church, do the thing, follow directions type of bubble. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily enforced by my parents, but my dad's a pastor. Like there's just a lot of like expectations around of what you should and should not do that I feel like I would have been that person that would have been wilding out in a public college. Like I, I would have been that person. (laughs) (laughs) Like. I feel the exact same way. (laughs) Like it, it just would not have been, it would not have been good. (laughs) I just know this. (laughs) um and so I think like in that regard I'm like you know what it was good for me to be in an an experience where I was at a college that gave me the freedom of yeah you're an adult but there's still some rules in place not only that there were eyes everywhere like people who knew my family people who knew my father that would report back to him it was a little bit extra but anyway (laughs) like that part yeah yeah yeah, like it was a little extra. And he didn't care. It was just like people would willingly give him information. And he's like, she is in college. Like I like let her be in college. You know what I mean? Like, but there there are just some people. But anyway, um, but I had amazing experiences there. And you're right, like even in learning how to be a leader. I don't know if I would have stepped out and and decided to be an RA if I was in a bigger college. I don't know if I would have stepped out and been noticed because as you know, the ratio of like people who look like us was very small. <laughs> and very very small. <laughs> so, I'm not going to lie and say like, "Oh yeah, I didn't get half the, you know, you know opportunities I got like I'm it was kind of, oh well this is great she can be on our you know brochure and like so I got a lot of opportunities I'm not gonna lie you know like so 
for that reason, I'm like, yeah, I see why that was kind of like a good move. But I, I definitely have a lot of feelings like if I would have done it over again, it, I have very mixed feelings about it. I think a lot of people that I've talked to in recent years, like the past couple of years, who have graduated from there have mixed feelings about it. I think the best way that I would have described it was if you are confident and secure and know who you are and there is no doubt in your mind that you want to go to ministry, that you're a Christian and you know what that means, then you can go there and excel. Mm -hmm. If you're at a place of like, I'm a Christian, but I'm not really sure what that means to me, but I know that I want to be in this environment and you're still struggling, not struggling, but you're still learning to figure it out. You're still walking through like, what does this mean to me? What does this look like? It is not the environment for you. They, they like, they turn people who are in that vulnerable state instead of saying like, let's walk alongside you and let's, let's teach you, let's learn, let's, you're going to stumble, you're going to fall and we're going to pick you back up and keep going. It's very much like that um, scene in Game of Thrones where like they have the lady walking through and they're just saying like, shame, shame, shame. Like it was very much like, it's a shameful thing. You yeah. broke a rule. Shame on I you. Mean, the, the, right? <laughs> to Game of Thrones. This is the mood she's in today, <laughs> in y'all. In my defense, in my defense, if they didn't act like that, I wouldn't be able to compare it. Okay, so I understand that. Now, I hope that it's different. Yeah. Like, I hope that it's really it's different. Not because at the end of the Ooh. day, their, their purpose is to be a ministry school. At least it was. Now that they're a university. Yeah. I'm sure things have changed. But, like, in the beginning, it makes sense as to the demographic of people they were trying to get. It was because they wanted people who wanted to go into ministry. Like, except for their sports teams. But, yeah. Yeah, except for their sports teams. Mm-hmm. So, like, how that's, how do you? That's how you do ministry. They're doing ministry to the people on their sports team, so they don't go out into the world. They bring them in. I was ready to ask a question, and I'm not going to ask it because <laughs> it would just not be a good thing whatsoever for me to ask that question. But like, I I just that is the thing that grieves me the most when I look back at my experience. Like, yeah. I've always been very confident, and secure in my faith, and kind of what I felt like God was calling me to do and leading Mm -hmm. me to do that. I didn't have a problem fitting in there. Now I didn't fit in with the cool kids and I kind of always know she's so funny. It just never, she keeps saying who who were the cool kids. kids? (laughs) There were no cool kids. I don't know. (laughs) Smallest little thing ever. Okay. Yes. No, no those are the cool kids. I feel like there were cooler kids than others. Okay. Subjective. Weirdos Subjective. That no one wanted to be friends. Legit. There were that. Legit. Yes. You had the sports people. Yes. You had the music people, and then you had the nerds. <laughs> it yes. was just a normal. It was like high school all over. See, and like, I didn't go to college. I mean, I didn't go to people. high school, so how would I know that? I guess. Like I just, I was a weird homeschool kid, you were, and so I was just like. But you that. really weren't though. Like. <laughs> I I, I will say, though, I will say, though, I did surround myself. I think if anyone is in a position where they're like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? Like, surround yourself around people who have a very open minded point of view, because that I think is where yeah. things might have gone really like south for me and been like indoctrinated in so many ways where I'm like, this is black and white. That's is that's it. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's something I have learned as I've gotten older. I've kept the relationships that have continued to evolve where we're able to have those open and vulnerable conversations where it's not like shame, shame, right? But like, 
it's very like, okay, let's talk about it. Like, let's really like figure this out because you're right. This is really confusing and we don't know the answer right now. And that's okay to be in that space. Um, And so I think I've learned and got a lot of like experiences and created a lot of relationships that are still intact that I can, I can trust that they understand that they get it. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, there, there are some other people that I'm like, yeah, you're a little like even when you were there, it was like, okay, nope, I can't have that conversation with you because you won't be able to handle it or you, <laughs> you know, and, and back to what you were saying about like the fact that, yes, it's a ministry school. I went in for children's ministry at first. That was like my first intention to be like, I'm going to be in children's bin. And I did it for a semester. And then my dad is the one who actually set me aside. And he being, um, he was military for a long time and then found, well, I mean, he already knew the Lord, but anyway, it was already, um, in ministry and stuff like that. And then he got asked to be a pastor. So he came and like took me aside and was like, I think you really need to reconsider your major. Children's ministry is not a very lucrative space and you need to go into something else that still is within the realm or umbrella of that. And then you can always go back to children's ministry because they will take you whether you have a degree in this or not. (laughs) And so when he gave me that advice, I was like, Okay. And I was like, that makes sense. And so I went to elementary ed. And I'm so glad like that was the move that I think like changed a lot of stuff. Because had I had I only had the avenue of being in children's men. um, Yeah, that probably wouldn't have been very good. At one point, I wanted to go to Hillsong. (laughs) Like I was dead set on going to Australia. Like, (laughs) that would not have been a good thing. (laughs) Although I mean, I feel like know Hillsong has its its reputation and its spotty moments at times I feel like I could see you though leading a ministry like leading children's ministry at Hillsong I feel like with the energy that you have in your personality that would be great I also feel in like another though, world get to a point where you'd be like I'm tired of these children yes in another world I feel like that totally could have been my timeline and I probably would have pursued it because I don't think that energy ever would have left that I am a pursuing type person where I'm like oh goal oriented go for it um yeah so I definitely think that, sure, sure maybe, but uh, I'm very happy with this timeline choice. <laughs> I feel like it's, I feel like it suits you just watching your evolution from the side. It's just like, oh my gosh, like, look at that. Oh my gosh, she's doing all these crazy things. I think yeah. you're one of the people that there was no doubt that success was predestined for. It was just a matter of like, oh, what's it going to look like? How's how's she going to get there? What's it going to look like at the end of it? That is like, which is exciting. So sweet, because again, like again, from the outside looking in, and you could say this for anybody from the outside looking in, it always looks, wow, they're so successful. <laughs> but on the inside, there are so many parts mm-hmm. that you're like, this isn't where I want it to be. This isn't where I want it to be. And I think for any person, like you, have to like be the be willing to like dig deep within yourself and like I love the exercise where people say like write down all of the accomplishments you've made and all the impacts you've made on people's lives whether it's because you're a yeah. nice person and it's not connected to finances right it's not connected to I made all this money but like list out all the things that you've done and you're like wow I'm a very successful person there are people who like like, I, I am proud of this. Like, if I saw this, I am proud of this. So whether or not somebody else believes it or not, I have to be the one to be proud of myself in order for me to, like, B, 
be able to accept. That's one thing I'm working on, like accepting the compliment and letting it resonate instead of like immediately bouncing it back. Because that is like the people pleaser in me is like, thanks, you're awesome too, which you are. But <laughs> but like I have to like let it resonate and let it stick <laughs> um, because you you have to do that practice within yourself as well to actually feel it and actually believe it. So I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. <laughs> no, I'm working on it too. I've been working on a, a pretty fun project the past, I don't know, what, couple months? I feel like it's been a thought for like years. Oh, yes. It's been a thought for years. It's been a thought for years. And probably like the last. Okay. It's been a thought forever since I can ever remember of just like wanting to write something, wanting to publish something. Obviously, like I have my blog, but like wanting to do something like tangible that someone can actually hold in their hands. Um, and then like I made that leap of like actually starting that process. Like, what does that look like? How do I start that process? And it's like, I made some tangible steps like back in June of just trying to figure out, okay, like I want to do this, but I don't ever want to get to a point in my life of saying, I missed all of these opportunities to do that because I was waiting for something to look exactly perfect. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what that was. Like, I don't even know having walked through the process that I've walked through recently just with like, okay, like how do I design something? How do I get it published? What does that look like? Self-publishing. I don't know what any of these words mean that people are telling me. How do I figure this out? Like yeah. like the tech type stuff. And so trying to figure that out, I'm like, I don't even know that if somebody would have walked up to me and handed me this opportunity, that I would have known the value of it mm -hmm. at any other point in time. Like I think I needed to pursue it in all the clumsiness that it was in order to be able to say like, I'm really excited and proud of myself for doing this. Right. But I also don't say those things. Yeah. I buy myself shoes instead. <laughs> Expensive shoes. expensive shoes i love that she's like and chime me it's in it's always expensive shoes oh it's... What was it yesterday you said you bought something i said we... how much were those like 400 okay, dollars i did not shoes? spend shoes <laughs> i did not spend 400 dollars for shoes here's the problem but though you would. <laughs> i would never spend 400 for shoes i don't like shoes enough to spend 400 i was gonna shoes. say i don't know what shoes i mean they might have to be like super duper comfortable like i i don't even know I'd have to feel like I was flying. Like I can't. I don't like shoes enough. Like I am a Birkenstocks and socks girl. And this is what I through. know. If I could wear them <laughs> to work. Like if I could wear them to work every single day, that is what my getup would be. Like yeah. I am not spending too much money on shoes. But these were fun. They were they were like limited edition. They look cool. They're bright colors. And I was like, I just like I just hit a huge milestone with like the great creation of this project. Like I need to celebrate it. And it was like I could eat a cupcake. Um, or I could buy a pair of shoes. And so I, I chose a, to buy a pair of shoes because I'm trying to be mindful and intentional of like what I eat, yeah. how I take care of my body. It's just the whole thing. Yeah. But I, I'm at a place though, like you said, like taking inventory of my life and saying it, you know, I am proud of these moments. I am proud of these things. And I'm glad that I've had the experience that have allowed me to get yeah. to this point. Dude, I'm here for it. But it took me a long time to get there. <laughs> yeah. It took me a very long time to get there. Like for a long time, I was just like, yeah, like life is like, crap like I've done nothing I've accomplished nothing like I've done nothing that I feel like I'm supposed to do I don't feel like I'm like in the space that I'm supposed to be in which is a long time but I had to my therapist actually like yelled at me one day and she was like if you don't sit down and write on a piece of paper all of these things that you're doing mm -hmm. and all of this stuff that you have going on to put it into perspective because you're looking at it from like this really broad view mm -hmm. and you need to bring it back in and look at it you as a person have done these things and that's important like you mm -hmm. you've done them and so that's really kind of helped, like, give me some perspective. But Yeah, because 
you've done a lot. Like you've gone, not just gone through a lot, but you've done a lot, like you've accomplished a lot. And so I think that that is something that is empowering just for yourself. So I'm I'm down. I just wanted to know what the shoes were that were four hundred dollars. Like I'm like, well, let me see them. But okay, but um, I, I <laughs> okay. want to know where you got them. <laughs> they they weren't four hundred dollars shoes. Um, they were a little bit of an upsell from what they initially released out because they were special and they sold out like everywhere else. But they're like these the special collaborations that Crocs did, and they're like this really fun orange color. They're Crocs. Yeah, about Crocs. So Crocs are a big deal. I'm so glad that she's dying right now. Crocs are a really big deal where I work in like this part of Pennsylvania. Everybody wears Crocs. Uh-huh. Like that doesn't mean you need to give it. My my director wears Crocs like every Friday, and, and like everybody has like gibbets for their Crocs and like all these different things. But these were like they don't look like regular Crocs. I feel like they look a little cooler than regular Crocs. Um, okay, is there such a but thing? But I mean, okay. Yeah, like I, I mean, I don't know though. It's not. Is is there okay, such a thing? You say that. It's Do you but like them? I think they're cool. They were. <laughs> I like. I'm gonna wear That's them everywhere. All that matters. So the the thing that most people don't understand is Brittany and I have completely separate styles. Drastic so ends no of the spectrum. No matter what she sends me, and she's like, "Look how cute this is. Should I get it?" I'm like, "That is disgusting. Throw it in the trash." Like that is the ugliest like, thing I've ever seen. Why would you buy that? <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm going to wear these. She's not wrong, though, because I have a, I have a, a kid right now who I love him to death. Every time he sees me, he's like, you look like a piece of fruit or a food item. What? Because I'm always wearing, like, bright colors, contrasting patterns. I love it. Like, it is, it is true. The other day, I was a dragon fruit. I look like a dragon fruit. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> he, he wasn't, wasn't wrong. wrong. I respect it. I feel like, so, so here's the thing about the, the thing, right? I feel like you could totally write a book, right? Stephanie, you, right? There's a book that is just brewing and I'm, I'm so excited for like, I don't know. Do you still talk to Mike Nelson? I don't know if we can like name names or whatever on him. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. in college, cause he would always say these random quips and I was like, dude, you're going to write a book one day. Like you are just like the stuff you say is yes. just so profound. Right. So I was like, dude, when you get that book, let me know. I want to be the first one to buy it. And when he wrote his book, I was like, yo, he wrote a book. And now he's like doing all the speaking thing with it. Right. But I totally believe like you like I'm just going to speak that because I feel like maybe that's my gifting to just be like speaking dreams into you. You're like you need to write that book because like the stuff that you like could say, like even the, the blogs that you've already written that you sent to me are so encouraging and beautifully written. Like I could never like <laughs> Like, I could never, ever write something as profound and beautiful and, like, to the point and, like, but also just so poetic. Like, I could never. Like, it's, like, absolutely, yeah, you need to write that book. Like, I feel like it would be hilarious. It would be be filled with all these types of, like, <laughs> petty quotes that would just be, like, make you laugh out loud. Like, yeah, like, there's a book in there. There's a book in there. <laughs> I've been working on, so what I, what I'm working on right now is more of like a, not more of it is, it's a self-guided journal, which I'm like really excited about like all the elements and whatnot, but the book thing, I don't know what's going on with that. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's in the process of it. I've probably printed off over 150 pages multiple times and like keep re going back to like revisiting, rewriting, going all over it. So it will happen. 
by 2024. My goal is by the end of 2023, but definitely by 2024. Okay, so she's now pushing the timeline out like a billion times. So it's up to us, Stephanie, to be like, okay, let's let's <laughs> push it over <laughs> to an editor. Let, let's do the thing now. <laughs> right? I think here's something that I, I, I think is really important too in the realm of like balance and the realm of like praising yourself for all the things that you've done. But you need a squad. Like you need a squad that's going to be like, pull yourself together you know what i mean like get it like do you not see how awesome you are pull yourself together yes like edna mode (laughs) (laughs) that's what i see i love edna mode yes but like seriously you need to have people who are like gonna force you to kind of like see the best in you i think that's been a really great balance a thing that's helped me stay balanced as well is to have people who are like one i can help you two i can uh, support you. I can pray for you, but also you can do anything that you've done. Look at all the things you've done, and I'm reminding you of that so that you keep going. You know, you and I have had this conversation like plenty of times up until college. Like, and even in college, it was a little dicey at times. Not between you and I, but just in general. Like, I've never girlfriends has not always been like those relationships have not always been easy for me to develop. And so for the longest time, like, that's all that I really wanted, just like in a different, I go through these spurts where I get off of social media, like I'm on social media, I get off social media because I'm like, I, at times, because my job is so all consuming, when I look at like all of these things that people are doing, I'm just like, wow, like that would be really fun. And then I like start to question, like, am I where I'm supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Because I can't have those experiences or I can't look at that or can't do that. And so recently, like, that's one of the things that I've realized that really just kind of puts me in, like, in a little bit of funk of, like, no, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at this point in time. Um, and I know that because God keeps telling me to stay, even though I'm like, homie, what's next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the next moment. And he's like, no, we're going to stay right here. And so just being able to, like, put in perspective, like, other people's lives and experiences are other people's lives and experiences. But my life and my experience looks like this. And so being okay with just having, like, a smaller, intimate girlfriend circle Mm-hmm. has been something that I've really had to work through being at peace with and being okay with recently. Yeah. Of just like, everybody has these huge girl squads and everybody's doing all these girl trips and it's like 15, 20 people and they seem to like all love each other. No, Even though dude, in reality, I know that know. that's not the reality. You know there's so much that drama. That is too much and it's <laughs> no, drama, right? But from the snippet that you see on social media when you're scrolling through people's stories and their feeds, it's like, oh my gosh, it looks amazing. I I know that I'm enough drama um, that I couldn't be in a relationship. Like, friendships with people, like, that many people, it's too much. I would be, and you guys are laughing because you know it's true. Like, I'd be too petty and be like, oh, did you hear what she said at the other end of the table about you? You should go say something to her about that. Don't let her talk about you from the other end of the table. She better come over here and tell you. You're getting louder and louder. So so that everybody can hear. Yep. And I'm just sitting there eating my ice cream or my french fries or whatever, just being like, "Mm -mm mm-mm-mm. And she would, though. figure that out. And she would, like that would just 100%. So I understand for a lot of reasons that God has kept me in small circles because God knows to keep you in God check. knows and so I just got to be he I, it helps keep me keep me sane and everybody happy and whole and healthy and loved. You can see it now. You better stand up for yourself. What I do, you that, do about that. Yeah. I do that at my parents' house. Like which is why I'm not really allowed to go around like, to family functions like large family functions. Because I have a couple of cousins that just say reckless things without even like thinking through them. And then I'm always just like, man. I know, right? Not as bad. I as know, them. right? She literally just said herself. But like, not, 
Mines are calculated. So, but so for okay, here's an example. It's like a healthy version though of like, nah, you can't do that. Yes. You better put that boundary. Here's up. here's an like- example. So I have a cousin who um she is biracial. She's married um to a white guy. Totally fine for that. Like it's that's just the the makeup of our family, right? But like he compared her, like her kids asked at one point, like, how would you describe your skin complexion? And she was like, I don't know, let me ask your dad. And so she asked him. And he was like, you look like burnt toast. No, no. Exactly. Kim, Kim, Kim. When I tell you that this girl has the creamiest complexion I have ever seen in my entire life. Like she is a million and one shades away from looking like burnt toast. Oh, my Lord. Like my dad described her at one point because I was like wait you're sharing this at the table like with all of us here that he said that that's some- i was like boo one know your audience Two, right. how dare he <laughs> that's some tyler and perry then, like, stuff right there and i was like how dare you what is wrong with you now you're out here being like like all ages got really and she was like i thought it was funny what about that is funny like i got so enraged but then at one point I was like, you better stand up for yourself. Mm. You better go find yourself to go trip your husband down the flight of stairs. I mean, something. Like, he needs girl. he needs to recognize. No, we're not going to talk about birds. Like, you toes. better let, you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like my current phrase lately has just been like, my goons have goons. And so if you need somebody, let me know. We find somebody for you to make them trip and have an accidental fall. Yep. Oh, geez. That's, I, I would never. Insta- I am an instigator. I would. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. But I know that. But see, around small groups of friends, we all know this, and we just go, "Oh, that's just Britney being Britney. That's yeah, it's cool." You know, <laughs> too many groups. And I need it, right? Though. Like based on your personality, I need that person in my life. Yes, because I'll just sit there in silence and be like, "Well, that's." Dumb. And then she just says it out <laughs> loud, and you're like, "That's literally what I was thinking. That's why. That's why it works." Yes. You know, somebody has to say it sometimes. Somebody, somebody has to be that sometimes person. people just need to know. That's that's important. <laughs> I have learned, though, the beauty of friendship, and I appreciate it more than I, like, after the past couple of years of just what, like, life has been, like, I appreciate friendship more. I think for a while, like, I took it for granted of just, oh, yeah, like, I have friends, I have people to hang Mm -hmm. out with, we can hang out, we don't have to, but now I'm definitely more, which I hate this about myself, but I'm learning to accept it. It's just been a long acceptance. I'm definitely so much more sensitive now than I have ever been in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like... It's really bad. <laughs> I feel like it's really bad. But it's just foreign. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm so sad. Like, right now, like, oh, my gosh, like, you're crying. I'm going to cry now. Whereas before, I'd be like, let me hand you a box of tissues. Let me know when you're done crying in this space. And then we can talk about what hurt your feelings yeah. and made you upset before. Now I'm like, we're all crying together. Why are you crying? I don't know. Like, it, like that is. So, you know, I will say, I am grateful that I've gotten. Poke you from the other side of the room. I'm so glad that I've gotten to a point of being just softer with other people's feelings. And I don't think I was ever intentionally harsh with people's feelings, but I do know that there were times where I probably did come across a lot harsher than I intended to, mm-hmm. and then had to like walk that humility back of like, I am so sorry, like that was not my intention. But just intuitively, just being more softer and kinder with people has been really helpful. Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't know how we got that happens with age too. Oh, yeah. No, we were talking about friendships. But I think it's important. It's a part of age. It's a part of growing up when you start seeing other different, like, you know, relationships and how they might, like, fade or whatever, that you're just kind of like, oh, I I should probably, let me work on that part of myself, right? Therapy is also really great for that, too. I feel like I didn't find therapy until I was, like, 
in my 30s early 30s like maybe like I was 29 when did I first go to therapy <laughs> doesn't matter but it's really been helpful at me like getting in touch with like oh that's how I I perceive things and I need to be sensitive to that and so it's me it helps me to be more sensitive right. when I see it in other people that I don't know I just think that's a part of growing up which is kind of a strength too right you're starting to to start being more like empathetic towards other people that's not something that when you're an adolescent, you might not have that because you're just so egotistical, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just that's just fact. That's just the way our brains are developed. Right. So that's a that's a strength a muscle. You have to continue growing to be more empathetic towards others. I am so glad that you go to therapy. It's a good not job that I feel group. like you needed to go to therapy, but I'm so glad that I you go because it, it, there's I such like it. still a negative mindset about people who go to therapy. And it's like you must have a problem. You must be crazy. I'm there must be something. Problem. There is something wrong with me. <laughs> I know. You're the anomaly. <laughs> You're welcome. You're the outlier. Um, but I'm glad you still go to Geraldine. That's so happy. I'm so happy for that. I, but I'm like, I've been, a, ever since I like started going to therapy, and I've been going to therapy for probably about maybe like 10 years now. Um, and I love it. And I've been mm-hmm. seeing, there was a short stint when my therapist fired me and I was devastated. Um, well, she didn't, I shouldn't say she fired me. That's me being dramatic that she fired me. She left the practice and had a non-compete clause. And so she couldn't still see me after mm-hmm. she had left. Um, and she recommended someone, but the person she recommended was just like, she just wasn't, she wasn't Cindy, which is my therapist. Name. Like she wasn't Cindy. And so I was like, I don't really feel comfortable opening up to you. So I felt like it was just almost mm-hmm. pointless for a while. And then I was able to go back to Cindy again. And so now Cindy and I, we just rocking out all over again, which is good. But I think Man, everybody Cindy needs to best. have that safe space. Hooray for Cindy. Hooray for Cindy. I'll be putting her through it sometimes. You do. I'm sure. I feel like I see her so much. I've like bought a house, a boat, probably her vacation house in Greece. Like she's out here just living <laughs> her best life. Um, but I feel like so the job that I work is just very demanding and it can be very all-consuming if you don't set up the appropriate boundaries and parameters. And even then it can still be consuming with those boundaries and parameters that are established and set up. And so with that, I always tell like my new staff when we're onboarding is find yourself a local church, um, find yourself a therapist and find yourself a gym that you're committed to because you need to make sure that you can remain grounded. And those are the three things that will help you remain grounded when everything else is going on and you're just like I have co-workers that are pulling me in so many different directions of trying to just like you know help support their programs or cross collaboration and just kind of how do I support my students and make sure like I'm showing up in the space they need me to show up with them for to support them with what they need like you need to have that outside person that is solely for you that purpose is to help you make sure that you are your best version of you with no ulterior motives or anything like that and yeah. so I really am happy that people are starting to like talk more frequently about the fact that they go to therapy because I think the more people talk about it, the less it becomes like, oh, that's just where crazy people go. Which as my therapist tells me, there's no such thing no, as dude. crazy people. Everyone is crazy. I agree. Yeah. That's the normal. Yeah. The normal is that everyone has something that they need to figure out and therapy will help them mm-hmm. figure it out. Like we don't need to do this therapy alone. And sometimes that means you have to pay for it. <laughs> Yeah. What? It's so important. Therapy just shows that, like, you're trying to grow and be better. Oh, I didn't hear what you said. That was a genuine what? Like, yeah. I was like, uh, she said therapy and then what? I don't know what she said. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, 
She was like, I got words for you. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to leave with the listeners? Words of wisdoms. Words of wisdom, man, whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, just go do it. Obviously, don't hurt people. But if it has something to do with like something that in your mind that you've been like, hemming and hawing on that you're like, should I should just do it. As long as it's enriching lives and not ending them. This is why Kim and I have been friends for so long. I feel like there should have been like a warning sign. Don't murder people, but do the other things. But don't kill anybody. If everybody else is wholesome and happy and alive and respected, then go chase after those things. Which I which I think is true. I think I my hope for a lot of people in my life this year and my prayer for them is that they would just chase the things that they've been putting on shelves for years with just reckless abandon. Mm-hmm. Can we use the word from chase? To yes. Pursue? pursue. Because mm-hmm. when people use the word chase, I pursue. think someone's running away from them. Oh, well. So if you're chasing something, it must be running mm-hmm. away from you. Wow. I do like the word pursue, but I also like the word, the phrase reckless abandon, which is literally what I've been like saying. Like, if God has put me in this place to do something that it's continuously on my heart. Mm -hmm. It's continuously on my head. I could literally talk about it in my sleep. Obviously this is God ordained. So I need to pursue it with reckless abandon and not worry about whether someone is going to think oddly or whatever about me. Who cares? I am going about my father's business (laughs) to quote scripture. (laughs) Look at that. Brought it all right back to scripture. (laughs) Standing ovation. Well, everybody, pursue what you would like to pursue with reckless abandon. As long as it's not murdering people. As long as it's not that. And that's not about Jesus' business. So, please. um, Murder won't happen. That's not. So, all right. We'll holler at y'all. You want to kick them out with our new phrase? It's my favorite. Amen and goodbye. Amen and goodbye. (laughs) I love it. Amen and goodbye. I love it. Thank you guys so much for for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Wait, what are we gotta shout out her socials? Did oh no, we didn't. What are your so, socials? <laughs> uh, so you can find me on I actually just changed my Instagram handle. I'm very proud of myself. Um it's KG Millionaire Coach. What? You like that? You like that? You like that? You like that? KG Love Millionaire that. Coach, right? That sounds sexy, right? Anyway, so just change that. So you can find me on Instagram <laughs> there. Um you can also find me on my website, which is kgfinancialcoach.com. All right. Peace. Peace.